a publisher, and one day my daughter Christina asked me to write a novel with her. Well, that day was long ago, and that little girl is now an adult. But our novels live on. The Truth Seekers Mystery Series highlights a homeschool family, the Murphy Teens, in an action-adventure novel that is sure to entertain as well as teach creation truths. To get your copy, visit our website at truthseekersmysteryseries.com. This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Your host, Felice Gerwitz, is an author, a publisher, and your radio show host. She will encourage, educate, and inspire you with answers to your most pressing questions from homeschool, marriage, parenting, and much more. Felice loves to equip moms to live a Christian life because every moment counts. Be sure to visit her website at MediaAngels.com and here's your host, Felice Gerwitz. Hey, everyone, and welcome. This is Felice Gerwitz with an episode of Vintage Homeschool Moms. This is episode 343, and you can find the show notes at vintagehomeschoolmoms.com. Look for life skills or must-know life skills. Well, we are mind, body, and soul, right? But we live in a present age, so how do we mesh the two together? And how do we teach our kids about what's really important in life? With smartphones, there is instant access to any information we want on any imaginable topic, yet our kids are at a disadvantage without this handy tool. And if you want to test it, take your kids' phones away for a period of time and Um, I'm sure that there will be a certain amount of pushback, right? Um, I've done this, so I know, and we have a lot of rules and regulations when it comes to electronic devices in our home, and I hope you do as well. Before I get started, I want to thank our sponsor, and that is Media Angels. Please check out MediaAngels.com, and you can find out more information about what is happening, and you can check out my new book, One More Child. And a podcast, one more child podcast.com. I also have a podcast, A Few Minutes with God podcast, and I um, really enjoy both of those and talking about things uh, that are faith centered. And so it has been a blessing uh, to be able to share with you on a different note. But back to our topic, and that is um, life skills. And I want some clarification on what I'm going to talk about. And I don't mean uh, that we're going to be foraging in the forest so we can hunt and gather our foods and cook over um, a stove that we've, you know, made by hand and, you know, two sticks rubbing together to make the fire. Um, I consider that more survival skills, and that would actually be a great podcast to do at some point. But I am floored when I meet young people, and I'll say between the tween and teen ages that can't handle basic skills. And one person comes to mind, and that is my nephew, who had amazing uh, skills. He um, did really well on the standardized tests, was going to a a really good university for college and came to work with my husband the summer before he went to college. 
and he was making money. So he and my son uh, went to the bank to open bank accounts. And what was surprising was he knew nothing about opening a bank account or um, dealing with a checkbook. And okay, we can use our devices and we don't need checkbooks. We have debit cards and things like that now. But at the time, my son, who would be classified as learning challenged, was the one who showed my nephew how to set everything up. And that was because we had done these basic things like you know, learn how to write checks, how to spell out words, and how to, uh, you know, take care of a check register. So as I was preparing for this talk, that story came to mind because it doesn't matter how smart you are because sometimes book smarts don't go along with life skill smarts, and these things are very, very important. So some of the skills I want to cover are personal and have to do with how we portray ourselves to the world. Uh, For example, can you um, effectively argue your point of view? Can you stand up to your morals and principles? Can you boil water if you don't have a microwave? Okay, that was my stab at humor there. But usually those are things that don't even occur to people. And we live in a divisive world today, but one we can prepare our children for if we are diligent in what we show our kids at home. And I'm 100% certain my kids will pick up every bad trait I have and ignore my positive ones because they've seen me imitate those a lot more. But if fortunately for us, we can teach them some good skills. And these are ones that I would say that are on the need to know basis. So the first are under the category of personal skills. And again, these are all on the show notes page, so you can find them there. But personal skills would be faith. You know, what are your convictions? Why do you believe what you do? Can you articulate your belief to others? Can you defend your beliefs? And also to take a hard look at your faith and your relationship with Jesus. One of the things when I taught at church, I would ask the kids, because I usually had the 8th, ninth, 10th graders even, and I would say to them, is this your faith or is it the faith of your parents? And I would have them think about that. A lot of times our kids follow what we teach at home. And then I'll hear stories about, well, my child went off to college and is not going to church anymore. That's a classic, classic example of that faith not being or belonging to that child. Um, You know, my kids play sports and sometimes on Sunday they can't go to church and they'll tell me, you know, I'm really sad I wasn't able to make it to Mass this weekend. And so, you know, I know that they're not just saying that, I can hear it in their voice. And so, you know, their faith is their own. Um, I remember my son calling me one time really excited because he was at church one Sunday and um, this gentleman came up to him and handed him a Bible and I forget what other things he gave him, but, you know, he was delighted because this man took it upon himself that whenever he saw a young person at mass, that he would give him a copy of the Bible. And my son, you know, thanked him and said, well, I have a Bible. And he said, oh, no, no, I want you to keep this and, you know, you can share it with a friend. Um, also found out later that the same son was attending a Bible study that he swore he told me about, but he must have told you know someone else in the family, but I didn't know. And so these are all things that I feel um, happy about when I hear about them because um, I know that he is is trying to pray and to delve into um, his relationship with the Lord. And so these are things that we want to make sure that our kids leave home with. 
The second is communication, and that is verbal and nonverbal. Do you have a child like I do that you can read every single thing she's thinking on her face? I mean, we had to work with her about not showing, you know, displeasure, and especially when there is, you know, someone who is, um, you know, causing that displeasure. You want to be able to have a little bit of a passive face, especially if it's an instructor in a class, right? Well, the ability um, to explain what you mean in a few words is very important. The second is to be respectful and allow others to speak. I have trouble with that, truthfully. I'm typically cutting off people and I have to, you know, say I'm sorry and then allow them to speak. Um, And that's part of being respectful. The third is to listen when others talk and answer questions and answer the questions that they're asking you. Another is cell phone etiquette and oral communication. A lot of times when we text or um, I know at the beginning of the email uh, revolution, which thankfully has ended, people didn't feel like they needed to use punctuation and that just drove me crazy. Uh, So cell phone etiquette is important. If you are using some kind of auditory device to uh, transcribe your information, please read it. You will not want to send something um, that is being transcribed because it could be not exactly what you want to say. And, um, you know, your eyes and your posture tell others what you are thinking. So you want to keep your eyes focused on people, not be looking around and acting bored And also, um, you know, don't have your arms folded, just things like that. And you can um, find a lot of information about how to actually implement and do these things. Um, But all these things don't take very much time at all, but are very important. The third under personal skills is critical thinking. Um, There used to be a joke uh, that everything you read online had to be true. And of course, we know that is false. So we have to realize and think for ourselves and also know that our parents have our best interest in um, at heart. And I tell my kids this because a lot of times they will go to something they read online or something they heard on the radio or something that somebody has said. And we need to you know, really remind them that we have their best interest at heart. Also to realize that everything that they read online is not true and they need to go to original sources. For example, if somebody is saying, and this is a bad example, but I'll use it anyway, um, you know, the New York Times said this, go to the New York Times and read it there. Not that I am a reader of the New York Times, but that just came to mind. Um, Go to the original source where somebody said it. I'm not going to read something about, you know, um, something negative against, uh, let's say the Baptist church is negative because of blah, blah, blah. I would go to a you know, authentic Baptist church website and look there for information about what they're teach what they're teaching rather than believing some article that somebody wrote who maybe um, didn't like the Baptist, for example. So that just gives you um, trying to clarify what I mean. The next part would be the ability to make decisions and solve problems. That is a very important. A lot of times kids can't decide and they don't know and they can't figure it out. So give them some situations where they have to make decisions and solve some problems and also how to resolve a bad decision. If they've made a bad decision and many of our kids have, then what are they going to do about it? I remember my daughter coming here one time and her little one, her four-year-old said to her, mom, did you bring my sippy cup? And her mom 
said, no, I asked you to pick it up before we left. And she goes to her, well, that was not thinking of others, you know, and here she was chastising her mother, using her mother's words back at her. And of course, I had to turn away not to laugh to hear a four-year-old tell her mother that she wasn't thinking of others because she was expecting her, you know, her to pick up her own sippy cup. Well, she immediately said to her daughter, well, what are you going to do about it? You came, you don't have your cup. Instead of getting, you know, segued into the not thinking of others, which I would have been, you know, addressing, she asked her daughter, what are you going to do to solve it? So she said, I'm going to ask grandma if grandma has a cup for me. And I said, yes, I do. And it's in the drawer, you know where it is. So she had to go find a cup with a lid that fit, uh, which is a puzzle in and of itself. And then she took care of the problem. If we encourage our little kids to do that, when they get older, they'll be able to resolve bad decisions and conflicts. And the last, so, so important in this snowflake age, and that is consequences. You know, understanding the consequences of our actions, that our parents aren't always, the parents aren't always going to go and take care of every issue in your life. Again, having them going through some scenarios with some consequences and um, allowing them to reap the consequences of their decisions. Number four is control and of self and opinion. Again, in this divisive world, so important. If people would just do this, there could be really good discussions instead of negative discussions. So the first is everyone does not have to agree with you. Novel idea, right? B, everyone who agrees with you, who does not agree with you, is not wrong. You know, I know there's this whole thing about your own truth, which that drives me crazy. Um, But, um, and I'll go, I'll actually skipped around here. Um, You know, it, it says here, stand by your convictions and know that your own truth or he that defines the term wins is just double talk to make you, um, not sure about your convictions. So there is that, but you have to know that everyone who doesn't agree with you is not entirely wrong. And the next part is allow others to have an opinion. However, know the difference between opinion and fact. Just because someone has an opinion, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a fact. D is anger management. That is very important. We hear about Um, people who are just losing it and going ballistic because uh, things are not going the way they want them to go. We have to be able to control ourselves. If your children have trouble with that, that is really something that needs to be addressed. Um, E was the whole stand by your convictions and, you know, know that your own truth and he that defines the term wins. um, And I already shared that with you. Um, You know, those are things that people say, uh, the, the one that he, that defines the term wins was something my daughter brought home from college in the early two thousands. Um, and I said to her, you know, having a definition of a word doesn't necessarily make it so. And again, it's all part of the double speak. So the kids have to understand, um, be able to understand the difference between opinion and fact. And the F is self-awareness understanding how you portray yourself. We can be right, but if you're self-righteous, nobody's going to listen. You know, it's like people who argue, um, you know, that a good thing, for example, like against abortion. 
but they get into people's faces and start screaming obscenities, that's not going to help either side. Uh, So we have to uh, be able to stand by our convictions, to be able to empathize with others, uh, which is the last point here, and to be self-aware in how we portray ourselves. The fifth is coping with stress. There has been an epidemic of children who are stressed. And I remember reading an article about this lady who was talking about her four-year-old who was on medication due to stress because the stress is of the world. And I was thinking to myself, the first question I would have wanted to ask this mother is, are you on medication? Because obviously she thought that she needed to bring her child in. I mean, something must have happened, right? And then the other is, how can a four-year-old be stressed? But daily stress does happen, and we need to teach our children how to cope. What are good ways to cope? Having a temper tantrum and a meltdown is not going to work. Also, what are bad ways to cope and what are good ways to cope? And these are things we can share with our children. And then how can we have less stress in our lives? One of the things I will say, parents, is take away those electronic devices. They can be stressful. If your kids are playing games, if they are uh, reading what's online, Today, I accidentally, because I don't normally read my Twitter feed, but I accidentally got on and started reading some things uh, on Twitter, and it really upset me, and it stressed me, so I had to immediately you know, release it to the Lord and move on. But these are things that can stress us if we're not aware of it, and we can just go into the spiral that is horrible. The next part is practical skills, and these are the things that you really think about when you talk about life skills, but I put the personal uh, first because, again, we want well-rounded people. We want people of faith who are self-motivated, who can articulate, and so forth. Um, But we also want people who can, number one, cook clean and have hygiene and take care of themselves. Um, Things like make a sandwich or an entire meal, do the laundry, plan a grocery trip and meals, like compare prices are important. Clothing shopping and knowing what a good sale is. Uh, The personal hygiene aspect is important and why. How to clean a house, how to clean a room how to change a light bulb or do simple home repairs, and how to order at a restaurant. Now, years ago, I had friends, and this one lady asked me if my husband knew where they could find, uh, and I kid you not, the toilet roll, um, you know the little thing that keeps the toilet roll in its container? Well, hers was wooden and had either... Um, gotten scratched or broken, or I don't even know, but she wanted to know if he could replace it. And so I said to her, you can just go to any hardware store, just take it with you and they can, you you can buy a replacement. And she was just so surprised to know that. I mean, that's an extreme case, friends, but there are so many people who can't even do the simplest of things and think they have to hire everything out. Um, you know, handymen, I'm sure, are really happy about that, but it will save you a lot of money if you learn some of these things yourself. Number two, money management. Do they have an allowance or do they earn money? Can they save, spend, and tithe? Do they know how to do that? Um, a checking or savings account, understanding credit and why it should be avoided. The difference between credit and debit, planning for the future, understanding household budgets, and the cost of goods. Sometimes kids have no idea what it costs to run a home, 
uh, pay utility bills, taxes, run a car, food, clothing, and so forth. And they need to understand these things. Education and learning. Are you self-motivated? Where do you find your information? Do you know what primary sources are and what they mean? Um, This is very important, especially in the realm of history. And can you teach yourself? And if you do, how do you do that? I have kids that are in college that are still teaching themselves. Um, One of my son's professors was not teaching from the textbook, so my son decided he needed to read it. So just different things that... If you put some good foundations in place, it will really help. Uh, My daughter, and I think I shared this in another podcast, has a class with her history professor where she's assigned a book. She has to write a one-page synopsis. Then she is to present in class, and she said it's the best class she's ever had because she's retained the most information um, of ever, you know, of any other class that she's ever had. So again, these are all uh, great things and important. What about writing? Communication in the written form is important. You know, kids are going to have to write papers either for you or for, um, you know, somewhere somewhere um, at work or. He, they're going to have to do that at some point, so they need to learn how how to address an envelope, how to write a nice email, or what should be in an email. Um, directions: Can you follow a GPS? That's pretty much a given, right? Well, can you use a map? Do you know your general directions? And I'm going to share that I still have. I call myself directionally impaired, and part of it is I don't pay attention or I don't want to know, so it's not important to me. But I rely so heavily on these things, and so my kids all know their directions and um, understand map skills a lot better than I do. Transportation is another one. How do you go from place A to place B? Do you understand buses, subways, and transit if you live in a big city? Um, How do you maintain a car? Can you change the oil or the tires? Do you know um, anything about your car? I'm always amazed when I have a car rental um, and they just hand you the keys and you go to the parking lot and find your car. Um, in the old days, they would go through everything with you, show you how to change, you know, or how, how to work the mirrors and where the windshield wipers were. My husband and I couldn't get the back down um, on this SUV that we rented and we you know, hit a button and the middle seats went down. So I had to go and get the manual out of the glove compartment so we could look up how to put the back seats down. And so, you know, these are things that that you take as for granted. Would another, would a child know that that's where the manual is in the glove compartment? So again, things that are important that we take for granted that our kids need to know. And then my last category is under miscellaneous. Um, insurance is important to understand that. Social security cards, please, uh, friends, don't carry them around in your wallet. If you have a safe, something that every house should have hidden somewhere, uh, or a safe deposit box at a bank, make sure you put your cards in there. Um, if you take medications, know what does not mix with the medicine you're taking. Of course, the evils of drinking and driving. Funny little aside story here. We didn't do a lot um, in our health class on drugs and addiction. I just said drugs are bad and avoid them, you know, and we went on. 
But when the kids took their driver's ed classes, they had a whole section on the different types of drugs. And my daughter always said, driver's ed taught her about all the drugs and drinking, you know, and it went into like, what is too much alcohol for your blood level? And uh, another aside, I just heard about beer getting to be stronger than its normal um, however strong beer is, I don't drink beer, so I don't know, but it's going to, there's a brew out there that's going to be an even stronger strength. So I was thinking that the driver's ed people need to up their information and make sure that they include that and not say that two beers is safe for driving. And again, it depends on your body weight too for that. Um, number E or, or letter E, um, what doesn't go in the microwave, right? Something we all know, but no, kids don't know. And I still don't like the microwave and don't use it that often. So, um, and I do not boil water in the microwave. But, um, you know, people don't know that and that could be hazardous. And then just things like, you know, again, safety types of issues are important, like cars and carbon monoxide poisoning, um, you know, and how horrible that is if you leave a running car in a closed garage without ventilation. So, um, things that you would think that people know, but they don't know. And we want our kids to understand these things. And um, again, a- another very, very important thing uh, that they should know. And I will have uh, this as a printable in the May um, printables that you will get if you are part of the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. If you subscribe to our newsletter, you will get this um, in there with a checkoff list. But I'd like you to, um, you know, consider some of these things and use them with your children, especially, you know, some of the holes that maybe uh, are things that they don't already know. And I know for homeschoolers, you know, many of these things are already things they do know because, uh, you know, we, we do homeschool after all. <laughs> so take care, friends. God bless. And we will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Vintage Homeschool Mom Show. Visit Felice at MediaAngels.com and the VintageHomeschoolMoms.com. Vintage Homeschool Moms is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.